I don't know. We even have one here in town. Yeah, what? I don't even know if there's a barbecue place in Galveston. I don't the only think reason, so. The only reason is we haven't even looked for one because we have barbecue all the time. So. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, you That's like someone coming to Seattle. That's like someone coming to Seattle and asking me where to find salmon. Like, I don't know. I cook it at home. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, actually. The answer it's is everywhere. True. It's true. Everywhere. <laughs> DCL Duo fans, sorry our show's running a little bit late this week, but that's because we had some late-breaking but exciting news for the DCL Duo, and that is that we have a new show sponsor, the folks over at Touring Plans Travel. We're really excited to be joining forces with Touring Plans. We've had a lot of their folks on our show over time, including Lynn Testa, Aaron Foster, and Seth Kaberski, and we're really excited to be partnering with their travel agency because we personally use their travel agency and love the experience. So it's a great thing for our show, but it's also a great thing for you. You can use Touring Plans Travel to book just about any vacation you'd like, including those fabulous Disney cruises. And when you do, tell them that we referred you and you'll be helping to support our show. So browse over to touringplans.com travel to get a free quote. Use the drop-down menu to indicate that you were referred over by the DCL Duo or let your agent know at the time that you're booking and you'll be helping to support our show. And right now, Touring Plans is running a special for any cruises booked between now and May 31st or any reservations you transfer over to Touring Plans between now and May 31st. They will pay onboard gratuities for the first two guests on any Disney Cruise Line sailing for balcony, stateroom categories, and above. So that is a great, great offering from Touring Plans. I encourage you to go over and check it out and it's really timely with the wish bookings opening up next week so head over to touringplans.com travel and help support our show by letting them know we referred you with that thanks touring plans and on to our show Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And on this evening's show, we're excited to welcome a very longtime listener to our show who's let me know several times that he's been with us since almost day one. Is that right, Bobby? That is correct. I guess y'all recorded it and y'all went on somebody else's podcast. And I think it only missed one show. That's how I heard about y'all. But anyways... <laughs> search all out and it was like episode one so <laughs> well, there you go there you go well what let, let's take a second to welcome uh bobby you and your wife christy to the show welcome hi thank you hi, thank you for having us yeah and now you guys live in mccallan texas which is going to be really nice for us this evening because we're going to be talking or continuing i should say our episodes on embarkation ports that disney sails out of and we're going to talk tonight about galveston but before we get there, we always like to start with Disney background. And so, Christy, why don't we start with you? What is your Disney background? What's your connection back to the parks and and uh, and Disney in general? My parents took us on a road trip when I was in eighth grade or between eighth grade, and ninth grade. And I went with my best friend and my mom and dad, and we absolutely had a blast. I just remember eating the Dole Whip ice cream <laughs> and I fell in love with it. And that from that moment on, I decided that's what I was going to do. We were going to Disneyland, Disney World. And then my mom and I just took a girl's trip, stayed at the Caribbean Beach at Disney the first time I went to actually Disney World. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. Love nice. it. Nice. And how often do you get to make it to the parks these days? Um, well, we try to go at least once a year because, you know, we have to fly. But um, this obviously, for obvious reasons, we haven't gone this year. So we'll be planning one next year for sure. 
2022, maybe later this year, but probably 22. And now, Bobby, what's your connection over to Disney? It's a similar story or is it, uh, is it different? Uh, different. I didn't ever go. I always wanted to go, you know, watch that. Uh, what was it? Saturday, Sunday night, Disney, whatever. The movies on eight on like ABC, the wonderful world of Disney, right? That's right. That's yeah. And, and, you know, so I'm old enough to remember when Disney world opened and they were promoting it before the movies and seeing the uh, contemporary with the mono, uh, monorail gliding through there and all that stuff. And so I never went until I was an adult, probably in my forties. So I went once and then I met Christy and we, we got married and we've, we've been several times, I guess every, every other year, every, every year. year. Yeah. 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 And in Austin, our, our boy, he, he enjoys it quite a bit. So we'll be planning another trip soon. We should clarify for our listeners that Bobby Christie, you have not been on a Disney Cruise Line cruise, but you are avid Royal Caribbean sailors. And so you are sailing on Royal Caribbean out of Galveston on occasion. Is that is that right? That is yes. correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. So how far are you from the port of Galveston? Uh, about a six hour drive. You could fly. I mean, we could fly. Our airport's actually pretty close to our house. And it's only an hour and 10 minute flight. Probably just uh, getting there and getting through security and getting off the plane oh, takes more time than the actual plane. Right? <laughs> but that we've thought about that. If we we're going to go day in, day out, go in and uh, get on the ship and then fly back out right away. But it's an easy drive. It's not a hard drive. I can tell you that. It's once you get off the island and through the south end of Houston, it's it's an easy drive. It's just spend your day doing it, you know. If you were going to fly, uh, we usually like to start with which airport are you flying into? So where would you fly into to get to Galveston? So I tell everybody Houston Hobby because Houston Hobby is quite closer and the transfers with Royal or even Carnival or Disney are quite a bit cheaper because it's closer. If Houston Hobby isn't one of your, you know, the airport because it is like a Southwest hub, Intercontinental is close too. And it's, you know, about an hour and a half, 15. 15 with Houston Intercontinental and about 45 minutes from Hobby. So I would say Hobby if you can. Can I ask how many cruises in general have you guys each been on? I, was, I went on two carnival rides before I met Christy. And then we, of course, were doing Royal. Christy could probably tell you the exact numbers. Okay. On Royal, 33. On Carnival, I've, done, I've been on Carnival, Princess, and Norwegian, but those were all back in the day when, I don't know if y'all even remember a cruise line called Sitmar, <laughs> but um, Princess bought Sitmar back in the day. Anyway, I, I even Sitmar, which, you know, is old. You That'll tell it. you how old I am. And, and just for our listeners, you know, Christy is a travel agent. And so I, there are people who are not travel agents who cruise that much. But I would say I have found it quite common that travel agents are perhaps more avid cruisers than the average person. Probably right. Yeah, My parents took me on my first cruise for a high school graduation, I should say. And then that's what I was like. Oh, that, we all got that, hooked at that that's, point. Yeah, well, we all, no, my mom and dad went before. Oh, so, they did? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're forgetting one other category, Sam, which is cruise line related podcasters. We tend to sail a lot too. So yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yes, but there are a lot of podcasters who are also travel agents. Us not being one, you know, us not being travel agents is probably more unique. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. 
You guys have real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We were just we were just dumb. See, we didn't we didn't follow the passion for the thing that we love to get a career there. We're we're we're, we're practicing law and then and then enjoying ourselves when we're not at work. So <laughs> we made the mistake. We should have we should have done what Christy did. So. <laughs> So, Christy, you touched on a topic that's usually of interest to folks, which is, okay, so I've flown into the airport. How am I getting to the cruise terminal? And it sounds like what's interesting to me is I think people think that Port Canaveral is somehow really close to the Orlando airport. It's it's itself about 45 minutes from MCO to Port Canaveral. So what's the best way for people to get from the Houston area airports down to Galveston? The best way would be even using the cruise line transfers. Each cruise line has their own transfers. I know offhand Royal Caribbean for round trip is about $70 to Houston Hobby and about $100 round trip from Intercontinental. So it just really, you know, whatever airport you fly into, that would be the best way. Now, if you want to overnight to fly in the day before and overnight, usually the overnight is going to be at the airport, one of the airport locations. It's not going to be in Galveston just because it is so far. Just to, so I guess if you wanted to get yourself there. But if there. you wanted to get yourself there, you know, you Uber can or Uber or Lyft, although good it's a good it's a good drive. Or rent a car. Or rent a car. And you can. They do actually have, uh, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but they do have, you know, where you can rent a car in Houston or Hobby and return it into, to, um, you know, Galveston and then go to your hotel. A lot of the hotels in Galveston have transfers from the hotel to the port because it's right. I mean, Galveston's not that big at all, so... And when you're saying a hundred dollars, are you talking, you know, for the cruise line transportation? Is that per person? Yes, per person. Yes. Round, trip. Round trip per person, approximately. Now things have changed, and I honestly, since the pandemic, I haven't been able to well, even. We can't do we it. Can't do can't it. I can't even check the rates right now. So that was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. I guess just for, for for comparison, I pulled up the Uber app because I did see. I don't remember where I was this week, but I saw and some chatter around folks asking about how to get between you know, get down to Galveston from the airports. And I saw a lot of, oh, just take an Uber. And that blew my mind because I, I thought that the trip was a pretty decent one. And so I was like, it can't be cost effective. So I will say you can get like an Uber XL, which would probably be what you would need if you're a family coming into the airport for a cruise based on the amount of luggage you're going to have. It's about $165 before you you know build in some sort of tip for your driver. $165 one way. So I don't know. It could be if you're talking about you know a family of four or five, I could see that being cost effective. So It would be worth it. And to be honest with you, I, I, I would fly in a couple of days because Galveston is an amazing island. Kind of like when we went to Seattle. We went in, what, three days, days. before we left. Just to enjoy the market and all that stuff down there. We had a great time. But it's it's a good city to have some fun in. So, so that kind of leads us into the heart of the question here, which is I fly in the day before, which is, you know, pro tip that we usually give, never show up on the day of your cruise because you're just begging to miss the ship. Where do I want to stay? Do I want to stay in the Houston area or do I want to head down to Galveston? Is there enough to do in the port to keep folks occupied? We know, Sam and I know nothing about Galveston. So here's the kicker Galveston hotels, they all require a two-night minimum. Oh, wow. Okay. And they got that. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, like, I mean, maybe it'll change, but right now it's a two-night minimum. So if you're flying in the night before and you're late flight, I'd stay at the airport and just kind of, you know, get some a bite to eat and airport hotel is what I'm saying. But if you go in a few days before, definitely Galveston is amazing. 
kind of reminds me a little bit of New Orleans. It does. It, a lot, just because there's so many districts, I guess, is what right. we would call Galveston. And, and beautiful historic hotels. Historic hotels, historic homes. You know, they even have home tours that are amazing. And we were in the middle of one, and one of our kids was in a yeah, car accident. <laughs> and we had to rush and go <laughs> save them. Save <laughs> that's, that's another reason you come in the day before, right? right. You might have a problem when you're on your way. So. so anyway, but yeah, there's so much to do in Galveston and so much to see and not just the beach part of it, but just historic homes, historic, the Strand, which is a, a shopping street. Yeah. And then with, with the kids, well, even adults, NASA is just off the island. It's about a 20 minute drive, the Johnson Space Center and uh, Moody Gardens. You can spend a whole day there either. You know, like she was saying, the home tours, a couple of them come to mind what's the business Bishop's Palace and Moody, Moody Mansion. Moody Mansion. Moody Mansion, yeah. Of course, there's a beach and art galleries. It's a Texas Seaport Museum, which is basically an off- offshore. It's 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 more like an oil and gas exploration museum. And then, and then the tall ship Alyssa. I think it's in dry dock right now, but they'll get it back out. And then there's also a railroad museum. Those are just some things we wrote down yesterday. Just uh, fun things that we've already yeah. done, even. Some of, yeah, yeah, some of them we have done, some of them we haven't. Uh, believe it or not, we never go to the beach. You were saying, so Galveston is an island. I'll confess I did not. I actually didn't know that. And so is it like a small community or is it a bigger, you know, like do a lot of people actually live in Galveston? Yes. It yeah. even has a medical medical school. A medical, yeah, medical it's school. It's actually, it has, Baylor. A, it's UT, but it was actually the first medical school in Texas in 1836 or something like that. A little, little bit of history on Galveston is it kind of got wiped out in what? 1900 hurricane. The hurricane kind of wiped them, wiped them off. So they built a seawall. Seawall seven. We had it written down so twelve, feet. 12 feet, something like that. The twelve foot seawall. Then they jacked up the city, including the big rock, three story mansions and whatever. They jacked everything up. That's why you'll see some of these. They, they're like split level where the main floor. You kind of got to walk up to get to the main floor. It's because they were all jacked up to uh, get them off, get them off the ground. <laughs> so it's it, it's basically a barrier island is what. You were asking it, 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 if it's an island. It is, and it's a barrier island. So I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's a big old uh, sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> they basically dredged the, the uh, waterway between the mainland, Texas, and the island to, to do the fill. And uh, then organics take over, and you got a yard. So anyways, it, that was what, 1910? 1911 when they finally did got finished with it i believe so anyways it's an it's an it's beautiful it's, it's kind of like an island that time forgot and yeah that's the neat thing about it and it was the republic what texas republic oh, the, yeah. the yeah. capital yeah before texas was part of the united states it was the capital of texas that's fast that's that's really interesting i mean it looks like a really i'm browsing TripAdvisor at the moment having not educated myself on galveston very much and there, there's a lot of cool stuff to do the the moody gardens you mentioned if you're a Living with the land person from Walt Disney World, <laughs> these buildings look like something straight out of Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the marine. There's, in, uh, there's an aquarium. Aquarium. Yeah, there's I an guess. aquarium. And there's a, uh, uh, it's like three pyramids. One of them's an IMAX, one of them's an aquarium, and one of them's uh, like a butterfly garden. That's probably what you're seeing. Even birds in there, if I remember. Well, right. they even have penguins. Like there's oh, a there's right. a webcam that you can watch the penguins. Yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> well, and it looks like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned as well, 
the Naval Museum down there, which is hitting the top 10 list here, seeing a lot of older home tours and ghost tours and things. And to your point about it looking like New Orleans, uh, I'm seeing a cover of photos for whatever the tour is have like New Orleans Mardi Gras style masks there. So it even looks like there's like a, there's a fun pier. There's a fun, like almost like a Santa Monica pier. It's pleasure. It's called pleasure pier, but yeah. oh, we took our kids on it yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago. It was fun. They have a bubble gum there. <laughs> All kinds of restaurants. Our big kids and our, oh. our Austin, he goes, this isn't Disney. I'm not getting on any of these rides. <laughs> <laughs> He's spoiled. <laughs> that was exactly what he's... I was like, oh man, I just spent all this money. <laughs> That's hilarious. We, we took our son to uh, something we have, a, you know, we obviously have a sea pier here that has uh, wings over Washington, which is like Soren, and we took our son on it and I don't think he was as impressed as uh, as with Soren, but yeah. <laughs> he, he liked it. He just, you know, it's not it's not the same as, as the Disney version. That's exactly yeah. what it Well, you you hit on a lot of highlights. If you had to maybe, why don't we just bounce back and forth between the two of you for a second and maybe give us your, you know, your top three here. Like what what are the top three things that you would recommend folks do? It sounds like if they're going to come into Galveston, they're going to have to be there for at least one full day, but, you know, probably about two full days. How would you, you know, what would you point folks to to fill those days? I guess it depends on your interests of your group. You know, if it's just two adults that are into history, then some of the historical tours and the, the, home, and tours. the home tours. If you're bringing a little guy like we have and you all have, then, you know, if he's into space and all that, NASA, NASA is so, amazing. So. Even though it's uh, 20 minutes away and it's not on the main, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. on the mainland of Texas. It's yeah, in, you it's know, across the causeway, but it's, not, it's easy to get it's there. It's a 20 minute drive. And oh my gosh, it is amazing. And they've done some amazing things with it. And our kid is into. Uh, yeah, he's a space nerd. So. And Moody Gardens Moody, would be great too. Moody um, Gardens. We haven't taken them there yet, but we probably it's on our it was on our list last, <laughs> last year. year but we didn't, were going to make it. But so Moody Gardens is next. Um, it's a full day there. They actually even have a hotel to join and a water park and a water park there. That's right. And so NASA's we're, we're talking about the Johnson Space Center at this point. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Houston, Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> That's. I mean, and you. They take you on a tour through it and they take you through mission space. I mean, mission, mission control. control. You get to go you see to it their, while they're working. Yeah, so I guess when we were there, they were they they were linked up with the space station doing some doing some stuff. So it was kind of neat uh, to see all that. They have a full blown space shuttle retired uh, one that did go out that you can walk through. It's three different floors, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just it's bigger than you think it is. But they have walkways and stuff, and, and, and you can see that um, one of the Apollo. Oh yeah, the Apollo. I don't remember what number. Uh, one Austin made with the Legos. Whatever that, but that, that's been there since I was a kid. I remember that when I was back in the seventies when I went with my parents to Johnson Space Center. It was there. They finally can close the building and air conditioned it, so it's easier to. I mean, so, it was yeah. just a, so humid in Houston. It's just like again, like New Orleans in Florida. Uh, so they enclosed the building, so it's all inside now. It's, it's a huge building, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So for folks who were maybe used to sailing out of Port Canaveral and um, have visited the Kennedy Center, it sounds like. Right. This would be, this is, it is amazing. It, it really is. And actually it's bigger than Kennedy and it's. Well, they've had a visitor center there since the seventies. I, I don't know the, the one over there. I know they, they've geared it. It's gotten a way better than it used to be. So over there in Florida, but this one's actually catered to people coming through there. And, quite and often. yeah, the strand is really a fun, it's a shopping street. It's a street. It's called the strand. Yeah. If you've got and teenagers, it's teenagers plus, or young adults, young adults, love it. Love there's it. There's a lot of bars. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do um, during Mardi Gras or during like between 
They do the parades. They do the parades and everything. They didn't do them this year, but they do have the parades like they do in New Orleans. It's a fun city. It really is a fun city. You may check your calendar before you go to make sure. Yeah, that's what I tell a lot of my clients to please check their calendar before they go because when there is Mardi Gras, it it, it is. It's it's, it's packed and it is like New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Can I ask about the Strand? Is it like, um, are we talking like, like very high end shops. Are we talking sort of mid range shops? Like it's what kind? everything. So you're going to go, you know, those t-shirts you can get three for $10 <laughs> <laughs> or art galleries. Yeah. I walk next door and go into an art gallery. I okay. mean, it, it is a little bit of everything. I mean, ice cream shops, bars, bars restaurants. restaurants, shop. I mean, and, and it's not just the strand. There's the, what is it? Merchant street. There, it's like a whole There's little a post area. Office. It's like a post, post, post office, post office street too. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, it's, like it's a area. district. I mean, it, it has three or four different streets that are, we always, we've stayed at the Tremont house, which is true on Tremont street. You can trip advisor Tremont house. It is a great hotel and it's, it's, in, right, in the it's right in the middle of it. So that's really nice. Is it like, it sounds like this is probably a super walkable. If you're staying, really even if you stay, we stayed on Broadway, which is one of, we stayed in an old house. Or was it was a castle called Moody, not Moody Mansion, another mansion, some mansion. We stayed in, we did a VRBO. And that's what we do a lot too. We yeah. get a VRBO because it's. Well, usually we take a herd of people. With we, <laughs> I mean, there's usually 12, 15 people going with it. So it makes more sense to VRBO a, a historic home. And then we all just share in the costs and the meals and eat out when we want to eat out and eat the house when we want to eat, go do what we want to do. So we usually stay for two or three days mm-hmm. before before the cruise and enjoy the island and, and then we get on the ship. Well, Chrissy, you've touched on a few times now, I think, places to stay at Galveston. I think you were mentioning some fun boutique kind of hotels or historic hotels down in Galveston. But do you have any spots that you recommend folks look at staying? The Galvez, because it is an amazing... It, it, well, it's named after the person that founded Galveston. the island, Galveston Island, Galvez. It's been there for ever, oh, man, and it, it's years. a great hotel. It's on the seawall, but it is within walking distance from a few restaurants, and I, I think the pier too, right? It's close to the pier. It's anyway. close to the pier. It's not. It's um, not too far away. The it, pleasure pier. The pleasure far, pier. Um, where they have all the the Galvez, and, and it's got great swimming pools. It's got a great restaurant. Restaurant. It, it's amazing, and then. The Tremont House, which is its sister hotel, is which is on Tremont Street, but close to the Strand. Those two are the historic hotels of Galveston, and I would definitely stay. We've stayed at the Tremont a couple of times. Oh, yeah. My parents always stay at the Galvez when they go. And Harbor House. There's a place in Harbor House right is on. right on the harbor. Like You can walk, walk, to, the walk to the ship from there. I don't fairly recommend walking to the Me ship. Me and your from- father have been so what we did is just just uh, we because they would keep our car for the week. Uh, so we what we did is we drove down there, unloaded the ladies and kids and the all luggage. the luggage, and then we drove the car back, parked it, locked it up, and then we walked. You have to walk all the way past the. There's uh, two terminals. Yeah, terminal, right now. Terminal one is one that Carnival uses, and down to Terminal two is one that. Uh, Royal. Royal uses, and then when when uh, Disney comes in, do they come in on Terminal One? I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think so. So they would be pretty really close to it. So they come in on off days, I guess. They come in on Saturdays or something. But yeah, no, those. And then there's again, we were talking about Moody, Moody Gardens. There's a great hotel there, uh, and then the Hilton San Luis. That one's got a great yep. swimmer. Well, well, there's a Hilton. That's a different. 
Oh, okay. Different from the San Luis. What is this? Who owns the San Luis? I don't. I think they're, they're independent. Independent. Yeah. So when you see the guy Jim Cantore, he's down out there at the during the hurricane. He's always at the San Luis broadcasting. The Weather Channel guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come in and get out. So. <laughs> well, the other thing on people's minds, aside from where to stay, is where to eat. Yeah, and, and so, what to eat. And what Not to eat. Not just where and, to eat, but what to eat. What are the, the kinds of things that Galveston is, is kind of known for? And what are the spots that people want to hit? A lot of seafood. A lot of seafood. Yeah. Obvious. For obvious reasons. It's tonight. <laughs> but um, we... Ate at the what is it? The Black Pearl, the Oyster Black Bar. Pearl Oyster Bar, which is on. It's close. It's to the close stream. to the Tremont. It's like the, yeah. co- a couple, couple, couple of blocks, blocks over. over. And you know, uh, obviously, they have oysters. <laughs> and if you are an oyster fan, that's where you would go. Yeah. Um, there's also a cool place called Shark Shack Bar and Grill, which is a lot of fun as well. Willie D's, uh, which is right on the harbor, uh, and you can actually get if you get outside seating uh-huh. and watch the sail away on Saturday evening. Yeah, that's that's really cool though. I mean, Willie G's is right on the harbor. And if you can get there by four o'clock, 334, when all the ships start selling out, it is a fun place to hang out. Oh, cool. It's just kind of like that bar in Port Canaveral that everyone you pass on the way out of the Well, the Willie G's is actually a, a franchise because they have them in other places. Yeah, it, it, it is a franchise, but it's kind of like Landry's because Landry's owns everything. And Fisherman's Wharf, isn't it? Down there oh, yeah. Too? Fisherman's Wharf, too. There's a Fisherman's Wharf, which is next to, you can't get to Willie G's, go to Fisherman's Wharf because it's on the harbor as well. And you can get out, if you can get outside seating during, you know, sell away. It's, we always sell out, it seems like on Saturday. I mean, on, on Sunday, Sunday but, but there's, there's a lot of Saturday sailings as well. So it's kind of fun to get there and watch them sail out and wave at them and wish them a good time. But uh, on the other side, over by Pleasure Pier, there's Bubba Gumps, there's Fishtails. Yeah, right? Fishtails. And, and, and then the Rainforest Cafe. Co- Rainforest Cafe, is it, it called? Yeah. yeah, it's at the It's by the Hilton. So there's a lot of places. I mean, whether you want a franchise or you want a hole in the wall, but it's all good. Nice. Well, I think so many people associate Texas with barbecue. So I've got to ask this question. Should I stop in Houston before I get to Galveston? Or are there any good spots to experience some Texas barbecue? Yeah, Rudy's barbecue. On, There's in, a lot of Rudy's on the... Not on the island, but at, in Houston. Rudy's is a franchise, but it's consistently good. Okay. All right. Good tip. I don't know. We that... even have one here in town. Yeah. What? I don't even know if there's a barbecue place in Galveston. I don't the only think reason, so. The only reason... Is... We haven't even looked for one because we have barbecue all the time. So. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Well, That's, like someone come to Seattle. That's like someone coming to Seattle and asking me where to find salmon. Like, I don't know. I cook it at home. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, actually. The answer is it's everywhere. True. It's true. Everywhere. Well, there's another place that, I mean, it's not on Galveston. It's called Kima. Oh, yeah. It's another. It's another fun area to visit prior to cruising if you have a few days. It's it's kind of got, a, it's a boardwalk feel. Yeah, they've got it. Ferris wheels, Ferris wheels, and kind of thing, and it, and that a lot of people have stayed there prior to cruising as well. There's a lot of shops, a lot oh. of restaurants. I think the whole thing is owned by Landry. Yeah, Belgium. yeah. Right. <laughs> of course, that's funny because don't they own like Fourth Street Live, Brian in Louisville, and Landry's um, and is the huge. Power yeah, Landry's yeah, is and Power huge. Plant Live. I think in in Baltimore, and I, I think it's it's sort of all of those. But it's uh, a fun- they own Pleasure Pier. Yeah, and they, they do own Pleasure Pier. And so. Kima, so if you can actually get a two-for-one two, ticket. Right, so I mean, if you... Go to either one all day long. But it's about a 35-minute drive probably from the island. For the non-Texans out there, I did just take a look, and it looks like if you're 
jonesing for barbecue place called leon's gets highly rated here on at least TripAdvisor. uh so (laughs) (laughs) next time you go you need to try it and you need to tell us about it i'm sure we will (laughs) but yeah lots of seafood i'm seeing lots of seafood places here a lot a lot of it that looks fairly new orleans style seafood which is interesting to go back to that yeah it's it reminds me i mean galveston does remind me a lot of new orleans yeah so you said there's two there's two ports at the or two terminals at the port. Is that is that right? Right now. And They're then Galveston's more. built or no. Well, Galveston Royal Caribbean is building a third terminal to accommodate the Allure or the Oasis class of ship, ship which will be, be terminal three. Terminal three. So but two terminals, yes. And they're starting that project in April. next month. Yeah, April. But yeah, no, it's it's an it's actually it's not high tech. I mean, we've been through Seattle and it's not anywhere near. It's pretty country. I kind of love that. It should be country. Yeah. I love it. Again, going back to the New Orleans thing, it's, it reminds us so much of New Orleans. And well, it, well, the, the terminal. Even the terminal, yeah. Well, the, the, the terminal one, the one that Disney runs out of, that one is a very old terminal. Right. The one that... Royal Terminal it's, Two it's is updated. newer, but you know they change. It seems like every year we go through there and something's changed. But and I'm I'm pretty sure now coming up on cruising, everything's going to be changed. At checking in, you don't do it online. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, everything online, and you have the barcode, and they scan the barcode, and you go in, and your keys are in your room. I think that's what's going that's, to. That's the future. That's the future. And Muster Two Point and all that. I'm very curious, honestly, to figure yeah. out how it's, what's going to happen. But right. I am excited for mustard 2.0. I, I cannot wait to not have to go stand out on deck to do my mustard drill. So, yeah. <laughs> Roy was practicing that on two ships just before COVID hit. The guy, the entertainment director is the one that actually invented it, believe it or not. He knew people hated mustard <laughs> and he was a tech guy. And and uh, so he does all the big shows. He he designs all the shows on all the, the whole fleet. His name is Nick Weir, but he designed the whole thing. And they actually tested it twice or three times before the shutdown. And it worked flawlessly. So they they were going to implement it anyways. Was it like, was the concept that everybody would do it from their stateroom and watch it on TV or something? You or it's doing, Yeah, on your smartphone or your TV. The original concept was uh, TV in your stateroom. So you take your luggage out, you go through the thing, you go to your muster point, you check in. You, they may ask you what room you're in or whatever, and then they, you're gone, you're done. Hit the swimming pool or whatever you want to do. Now you can do it on your smartphone. It's it's there. Well, I mean, that's going to be the, w- the wave of the future with everything on the cruises is, you know, virtual queues are going to be, you know, the way you check in for things. It's not going to be in-person lines and crowded rooms and whatnot. And so everyone might have to have a smartphone, frankly. I, hope, uh, I believe I, so. I, I think even Disney's going that way. The, I saw Disney World is getting rid of the bands and you got to have a smartphone. I want to ask one more follow-up question about Galveston, which is what are the kinds of itineraries that sail out of Galveston? Like, where are you going? Are you going to the Bahamas? Are you going to the Caribbean? Like, what is, what are the what are the itineraries that... Well, you know, they're the old standby, <laughs> mostly uh, Cozumel, Cozumaya, Rotan, or... Grand Cayman, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, Cozumel. Belize, I, if you're lucky. Belize, if you're lucky, and every other one. I mean... They were going to Coco Cay at Key West when Key West was open again. That was, uh, that that was last. last year. We were booked on two different sailings for that. Right. 
Gotcha. So it's mostly like Mexico and Jamaica and maybe hit the Bahamas. I was going to say for Disney, just to give folks a sense. So one, for 2021, 2022, they're going to be sailing out of Galveston in November, December, January. And you're looking at Fortnite, Western Caribbean to Cozumel, a four-night maritime to Cozumel, a six-night maritime to Key West and Castaway, a six-night Bahamian to Key West and Castaway, and then a six-night Western Caribbean to Cozumel and Grand Cayman. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like Royal is doing basically like Western Caribbean yeah, and, you know, and probably Carnival too. They're doing, obviously they have some different ports and obviously you don't have Castaway Key. They have Coco Key for Royal. And so, yeah, we're talking mostly Western Caribbean is sort of what I was getting at. That's what it is for the next 20, so 20 21, 22. Like I said, they were getting ready if, to branch out and release, but everything changed. So hopefully the process start again and they'll be able to do that we don't know they don't even have anything really i mean they have galveston up but whether whether we're going to sell anytime soon i don't know it's it's interesting that they're still making it from galveston they're still getting all the way out to castaway which is very close to port canaveral on those longer cruises so i mean they're basically sailing all the way around florida and then back to get to castaway key the ones that stop at castaway are the six nights are all stopping at key west and castaway uh, you don't get the castaway stop if you're going to Grand Cayman or Cozumel. It's a day at sea. You leave Galveston, you're at sea, then you hit Key West, then you're at Castaway. Day at sea, day at sea, back. So, right. yeah. Yeah. You just have, you just have, you get less beach days and more sea days if you're going to go from Galveston all the way to that part of the Bahamas. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've changed over, over time. I mean, I like to go to new places, but. I'm liking I'm liking sea days more and more. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's shift into the last set of questions around Galveston. Um, you mentioned briefly the port experience in Galveston is uh, I forget how you phrase it. Country was that what you <laughs> heard you use, Bobby? Um, which I think we're familiar with. San Diego is very much I think the same way. Actually, it's just kind of a big open warehouse with some you know folding chairs they've put out uh, to get you on the ship. It started off that way. It started off that way, but it's better. But yeah, no, it's gotten way better. It's a little. It's it's definitely not. What it's evolved so much. Yes, but it is not. It is not Seattle. No, it is not. Port Canaveral, it is not part of Miami Miami or Port Everglades. It is not that sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) But it's organized. It is organized. And and they are good. And they are fast. And if we can herd 260 winter Texans through the the terminal. And we count all of them. And we count them. (laughs) And if they leave their passport in their luggage, we are able to get them out and... It's okay. Sounds like that's happened. Yes. (laughs) So Disney's sailing out of it. Looks like if I'm getting this right, they're sailing out of Terminal One. Actually, so there's that. That's the Royal Caribbean Terminal, which it sounds like is built up a little bit better. It's the uh, original. It's the original building. Uh, I haven't been in it forever, but uh, outside is very historic. It's It's been there forever. No, it's it's an easy. I mean, you know, you get dropped off, go through. There's. the porters that will oh, yeah, grab your luggage there. for you, take it, and you go through, and you know it. It, it almost is airport ish. Yes. Well, wait, let me ask this: what 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 deck do you enter the royal ships on? Four. Four. Do you have a walkway? 
what do they call it? It's not a, a jetway. jetway. It's a gangway, I guess. It's, it's so does so does the, the other the other Quantum. terminal. So I would say you would go in whatever your your atrium or or uh, deck four. Basically, what we enter on. Yeah, so that'd be the Disney atrium. Deck four would be the atrium. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's what you would definitely. Yeah. So it's wrapped. So it's raised, up. it's raised up. So basically, you go in to the terminal and you elevator or an escalator up, whichever you know. However, you can get up, and then you're you're waiting. If you the if waiting room, is, the waiting room is pretty big and then upstairs. It's, and then it's basically an upstairs, not upstairs, but the gangway is kind of in, in, incline all the way. Yeah. All the way. Yeah, so yeah, you would you would want even the the other terminals yeah. that way. So both of them are. Well, Sam, before we shift over to rapid fire, any more questions that you have, or or Christy, Bobby, anything we've missed about Galveston that you think folks should know about? Um, we wrote some notes down. I think we touched on all of them. The airports, things to do, hotels, homes, restaurants. I, th- I think the. The only tip I would give people who are looking to do this for Disney is it's a limited window that Disney sails in and out of Galveston. They're not they're they're home ported there for part of the year on the Wonder, but it's kind of as the Wonder makes its way from Port Canaveral over to New Orleans and then Galveston and then ultimately through the Panama Canal uh, over to San Diego. So the Wonder kind of moves around quite a bit throughout the cruising season and Galveston is a three month window that they sail in and out of. Although interestingly, the wonder actually then sails in and out of New Orleans in the February timeframe. So I'm getting my geography wrong, but eventually the wonder makes its way through the Panama Canal, the West coast over for the San Diego sailings, and then ultimately up to Alaska, at least under the current ship rotation. So if you're interested in sailing out of Galveston, the wonder is going to be your ship right now. It looks like it's the uh, November, December, January timeframe for those kinds of cruises to happen. And so, yeah, I will definitely say we had not, I don't think strongly considered sailing out of Galveston, but after hearing more about Galveston, I'm actually kind of interested in giving it a shot. Uh, It's a much shorter flight for us than trying to travel all the way across country. So yeah, very interesting. That's a good point. We we do get a lot of Midwesterners on, on all those cruise ships. Uh, always kind of ask people where they're from. We get a lot of people from Nebraska. I know you are in Midwest, but y'all are uh, West Coast. But uh, we get a lot of you know Oklahoma North flying uh, to Florida and stuff for their flights. So they just they come down to Galveston. Well, I think we've reached that point in the show, Sam, where I'm going to hand it off to you for rapid, rapid fire. fire. Yeah. Okay. So Bobby knows what this is since he's a a longtime listener. We started this actually at the beginning and it's only changed maybe slightly since we started the show, which was about a year ago now. So Christy, I'll tell you the rules. There are no rules to rapid fire. (laughs) That's the rules. (laughs) So what I'm going to be asking you is what are your favorites? So it's going to start out with some Disney questions and then we're going to just ask you some general cruise questions. Christy, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Oh, Tinkerbell. Bobby, same question. Wally. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Bobby, we're starting with you. Well, I said Wally, but my actually my favorite movie is uh No, it's actually uh, Toy Story, the original Toy Story. I'll tell you a little bit about Wally with me. It was just that uh they they brought in so much emotion and in, in a story, very little words, you know, <laughs> do that animated is just unbelievable anyway but toy story maybe it's been kids ages and stuff it was just it just it it hit a soft spot in my heart so anyways well an emotion with emotion with robots right wordless 
robots and emotion. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it, it is, it is really cool. It is really cool. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Super inventive. Yeah, for sure. Christy, what about you? Favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Cinderella. <laughs> nice. Classic. Love it. All right. What is your favorite Disney song, Christy? Um, when I wish upon a star or when you want to start, that's my um, ringtone. Ring <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, this is why you need to sail on Disney because you're going to get to hear the horn. Yeah. And we've been marching next to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, your favorite Disney song. Um, you got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> Going with that Toy Story theme. Love it. Yeah. All right. Next question. Favorite port of call. Bobby, let's start with you on this one. It would have to be Cozumel only because of a variety of things to do. Um, we, we always have a good time there. We overnighted on our last uh, cruise there, not on purpose, but because of events, but uh, found a great restaurant. So, but anyways. What about you, Christy? Favorite port? Well, there's two. I would say Cozumel, number one, because so much, there's so much to do there. And then Victoria, actually, or well, Belize too. Belize was a lot of fun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's hard. It's hard. The word, that's hard. Well, there are no rules. You can have yeah, you can have more than you one. Want, so yeah. <laughs> nice. I so I I'm actually a little surprised you didn't pick uh, you, neither of you picked um Coco Key cuz I hear that's pretty nice. Cuz we haven't been there. Ah, you haven't been there. Oh, funny. Interesting. We were yeah. Supposed we were supposed twice. to be there twice oh, this yeah. last year and it you know, things happen. <laughs> but yeah, we're going in August, or no, July. Right. July on our adventure. We're going on the adventure yeah, so. For our listeners, we were talking off the recording earlier today, and um, Bobby and Christy are headed out in July out of out of the Bahamas on Royal Caribbean, and so we'll have to have Bobby and Christy back to let us know about that experience later this year. Okay, I'm going to give you my next question, which is favorite onboard activity. We're, we're pretty boring. We <laughs> we just like to sit by the pool and have a drink of the day, and people watch and watch all the activities. That's that's our thing. I mean, that's what I like to do. Anyways, I don't. Know. Yeah. What about you, Christy? I do. I do too. I enjoy, and I enjoy actually getting dressed to go to dinner. Oh yeah. I, we don't get dressed here in South Texas because it's always too hot. So <laughs> <laughs> just to get dressed and go somewhere. And I don't know. Yeah, It's always 72 degrees yeah. in the ship. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so just to get dressed and go to dinner. Okay. Favorite, favorite uh, meal. We do all of the ultimate dining on Royal a lot. And I enjoy Giovanni's. Yeah. It's an Italian restaurant on all of the Royal ships and yes. they have yeah, the, somewhere Jamie's, Ita- uh, Jamie's. Well, there's Jamie's Italian and then there's yeah, just Giovanni's. Going, so, but Giovanni's is where we've always, and that's our favorite or chops. We enjoy chops too. Yeah. Same. I don't know. I, I can't even pick a meal because everything I have and any of those has been really great. So we do, we do specialty dining when we're by ourselves. Normally if we have the whole family mm-hmm. then we go to uh, the, the, main, the dining main dining room. room and it's good. I mean, then they have lobster night and they have, you know, certain things every, every night, which is, is always kind of fun to do. So. Okay. Favorite itinerary that you've been on. That's a hard one because I loved Alaska because that's something we never really get to do. Got to do some really fun, cool things out of Texas, man. And when that Texas stops at Belize, that's a, always a good one. I really like the Rotan Cozumel Belize itinerary just because. Yeah, I kind of agree. Rotan, we go to a 
the Rotans and Island off the Honduras. Honduras. But then there's a little island off the island that we <laughs> go to, and it is it is so fun. Um, just the beach, and they have Maya yeah, Maya K, and they have uh, they have some wildlife on there, and in a, in a great restaurant and bar and all that stuff. And the pier, you snorkeling or just Hang hanging out. out, watch the waves. All right, my last question of rapid fire is bucket list cruise. Christy, we'll start with you. The Mediterranean. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bobby? Mediterranean. Too. The Mediterranean. Well, this is perfect. So you guys need to pl- start planning a Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> we're semi working on it, you know. But anyways, yeah, we'll have to get, get back into that. So yeah, the Mediterranean for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys, this has been amazing talking to you guys and finding out a a lot more about Galveston, which as Brian confessed, Brian and I have not sailed out of and we know very little about, although now obviously we know quite a bit more about. Christy, you are a travel agent. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you if they'd like to book any travel with you? Well, it's travel by Welcome Home RGV. I specialize in cruises. That's my job. That's my my thing um or disney i do a lot of oh, disney i do, I do a, a lot of disney packages too but yeah so it's my email address is travel at welcomehomergv.com my office number is 956-687-5115 you can call me i'm there monday through friday usually 9 to three thirty, just because i have a little one that's in get, school get a kid on. central time we will we will link that information in our show notes. So if folks want to reach out and use your services, uh, they can. And it's just been a blast talking to both of you this evening about Galveston. It certainly has piqued our interest and lots of great opportunities on your horizon that we wanted to hear more about. So <laughs> reach back out uh, after you've cruised some more because we we want to hear more about your experiences. So yeah, and I think we're going to have to sail with you guys on Royal at some point in the future. Yeah, show us <laughs> the ropes. <laughs> it, it will be. It is a fun. It's a fun ride. <laughs> yeah, you'll be as bored as you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate you coming on. All right, well, thank, thank you, you very much for having us. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the Port of Galveston from some true Texans and some DCL duo fans. We loved having Bobby and Christy on the show this evening to talk about Galveston. As I said on the show, Galveston isn't really a port that we had necessarily thought about sailing out of before, but after hearing Bobby and Christy talk about it, I think we're definitely going to be looking into sailing out of Galveston one day soon. So, And when we do, we'll be sure to share it with all of you, and we're really looking forward to having Bobby and Christy back on the show to talk about some of their fabulous cruises they're going to be taking this summer. So with that, I do have another five-star review in the repertoire to read on the show this week. This one comes from Jennifer E.S., who writes, Fun and informative. Look forward to the podcast every week. Love the variety of topics and the rapid fire at end of every episode. Positive and fun while still offering honest advice about Disney and careful consideration of the pros and cons. Well, thank you, Jennifer. We definitely want to keep it fun, but we also want to be honest in our reviews. So that's exactly what we're going for. We really appreciate the review and thank you for the positive feedback. It really does help keep us going. So with that, I do want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. We really do appreciate each and every one of our listeners. We also very much appreciate our new sponsor, Touring Plans Travel. 
travels. So if you haven't had a chance to go over to touringplans.com travel, be sure to head over, check them out, get a quote for your vacation. If you do end up booking with them, please, please, please let them know that you were referred over by the DCL duo. It really does help support our show. Please do also remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week and head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star written reviews. They're really helpful in surfacing our show to people who might be looking for a cruise line podcast like ours is evidenced by all the great reviews you've left that have catapulted us up into the top four Disney Cruise Line podcasts. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. Or you can head over to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash dclduo for even more great content. Or if you'd like to support the show more directly, in addition to visiting touring plans to book your next vacation and letting them know that we referred you, you can join our fabulous group of Patreons by browsing over to patreon.com slash dclduo and picking one of our support tiers. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Walt Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.